Hello and welcome to the podcast for Mum's Flux Life. And my name is Tracy and I'm the host and I have a wonderful guest with me today. It's Fiona Peters and she's going to be telling us all about her flexible lifestyle, being an entrepreneur, a mum and generally just looking after the home and everyone in it, being the absolute CEO mum. So I've been here today and I've literally watched her (laughs) whip up a storm in her kitchen in about five minutes flat, as well as talking to me and making us cups of tea. And yeah, so welcome Fiona. I'm really, really glad to have this time with you. I know you're a busy lady, so I'm really excited to learn all about you and what you've been up to and your business and everything else. So let's welcome Fiona Peters. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me to interview. It's a really, really interesting space to be in. And uh, I think I'll get as much out of it as you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. There's plenty of questions. Plenty Good. of plenty of questions. Good. So let's get started then. So Fiona, now just tell me briefly how important it was for you to have a flexible role and flexible work-life balance. Um, it was my main priority because um, I've got four children, two older children, and when they were very young, I was never at the school gate, I was never at home, I was always working. I spent a few years being a single parent as well, so I felt like I'd lost out, and with my two younger children, I was determined that I would be available, and that work would come second, Mm. and so I made that decision quite early on. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I think a lot of mums have that when mm. they decide to work flexibly. It's mainly about the fact they want to be around more for their kids. Mm. So yeah. that's, that's really interesting to know. And so what was the driving force? Because I know that you are multi-passionate as an entrepreneur, mm. got many interests. So if you just want to tell us quickly, briefly, mm. what is your main one? Because I know mm. you've just written a book last year that was launched. Yes, which you came to, yes, I and did. it was fantastic. Yes, it was. So I wrote a book, which was, um, <laughs> I mean, most people, when they take maternity leave, they don't also do a PhD. <laughs> so I, in typical Fiona style, decided that actually, you know, starting a family would go along quite well with a PhD. <laughs> so I um, did a PhD, had two lots of maternity leave, and after I finished, I found myself with two small children, two children under five, I think they both were, and didn't want to run out immediately and get an academic teaching job. So um, started to develop another passion of mine, which is property, and bought two properties, which then became rented and provided enough income so that I didn't have to work apart from doing the usual landlord duties and so did that uh, for a couple of years quite successfully and then launched the book which was based on my PhD research probably two no no wrote the book like four or five years after my PhD was finished so I took my time doing that I was busy yeah you need time I was busy busy with children raising children I was busy raising children exactly (laughs) Okay, and then so the property business. Yeah. 
is your main source of income? Property business is probably my only consistent source of income. And book sales are, uh, I get a small percentage of royalties. Uh, the book really promotes the other speaking, teaching, lecturing engagements that I'm hired for. Mm-hmm. So that's a source of income, but it's not regular. And I don't promote that as much. Okay. Because I know that when I do do that work, it's time intensive. Mm-hmm. It's travel intensive and it's always really hard to get paid. Yeah. Raising an invoice and then getting paid, there can be six months in between. Oh, so it doesn't allow me um, to rely, I can't rely on that income. As a source of income. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get into the property development side of your business? Um, the developing side, um, I didn't, that's not where I started initially. The two first, the two flats I bought initially were both new builds. They didn't need any work oh, wow. at all. Okay. But what that allowed me to do was, was gain some insight into how to offer on a property, how to complete and how to then find tenants and then to manage those tenancies. Mm. And we were very lucky. We had amazing tenants in those properties for years and years and years. And then the next property I bought, I was a little bit more risky. I bought a repossession. And then I learned a bit more. Then I bought another repossession. And then that became a bit of a theme. Mm. Um, And I gradually managed to uh, build a little team around me from the estate agents and managing agents to the builders. And now that's just become um, quite a solid, trusting, ongoing relationship, which probably has been going now for about eight years wow that's a while yeah quite yeah. a while yeah 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 quite a while and how did you find I mean obviously doing property development if you're living in the property at any time and raising the children and running the home at the same time how do you find that process we've just done that yeah that's right yeah we've literally just yeah, done yeah, it we've yeah. just done it and we thought it would be okay because we've dabbled before yeah with two previous homes, we've done work, work, mm-hmm. like loosely work, but this house was a full reefer, top to bottom, a loft, and then every single room has been ripped apart and put back together mm-hmm. again, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Gosh, <laughs> and I must I say, yeah. I saw the property when you first moved in, to mm-hmm. so how it is now yeah. and it's an absolute dream oh. absolute dream so I'm really yeah. proud of you for yeah. getting Thank through you. it with the kids here yeah. and staying sane yeah. with we builders didn't know. And... we all wow. nearly had a nervous <laughs> I was almost an alcoholic I literally <laughs> would come home wine every, every night. night I would have wine every night and, my, and Jason would look at me and think is she drinking again? <laughs> it's a requirement. And he kept breaking my wine goblets, I think, accidentally on purpose. But I would As have had that in a teacup. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was, wow. I was wow. drinking That's quite funny. heavily every night, two or three glasses. To de-stress. To numb the pain, oh, you know, of dealing with everyone's emotions and yeah. everyone's discomfort and the dust and mm. the upset and the kind of... the extra management that you have to do on top of your normal life and managing the builders as well and managing the builders and all builders i mean love them but yeah you've got to manage them yeah yeah because actually they're all big softies oh and they all need confidence building i don't make any tea oh no okay that's interesting that's That's a big mistake okay yeah do not ever make your builder tea that's a huge 
failure as far as I'm concerned because they will yeah because builders tend to be men and you do something once with a man and he thinks it's a habit (laughs) (laughs) and then he wants it all the time (laughs) well we'll say no more about that let's keep that that's another podcast (laughs) so let me just remind you this is mum's flex Flex. life okay to do a little refurb myself in the coming months so yeah you are aren't I'll you? bear that in mind yeah but... well any tips you know how to manage your builders let me know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like your tip but that's a good one um so would you say that in terms of your experience and everything else is that a learned experience or would you say that you'd wish that you trained in one area or another or do you think that the way you went into it was literally feet in get cracking, just learn on the job kind of thing, and the experience comes with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm a learner, I love learning, I learn new stuff all the time, I love it, I don't always utilise what I learn, but I've got the knowledge somewhere, I don't always put it into act, to action, Yeah. but with the property, I was very aware that I didn't have any training, and we were investing quite a lot of money, so I had some online uh, telephone and... Um, sort of online coaching around that with rich pro- dad poor dad yeah from oh. a property okay. sort of company yeah and then straight in right okay straight in so i guess from- so that's really great that you know you did your training you've used all of your experience and everything you've learned to build up a really great business that earns you a decent amount of income that allows you to have a flexible lifestyle with your family yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, so how did you actually find all of the different people that you work with in terms of, obviously you've got builders in, so it's an element of outsourcing. No, oh, the cat's here. Sorry, Where's the kitty the cat? cat? Let the cat in. So obviously you use builders and stuff yeah. like that. Do you do yeah. anything yourself or do you get everybody yeah. in? In the, in, the, in the early days, um, in the early days, when I was first starting out, um, I would say that Jason, my husband, wasn't fully on board. He needed convincing that this was a route that we were going to go down. And then, um, but I had to do it anyway because I knew that that was what would work for me. And um, initially, um, I'd pay for builders to do the big jobs and then I'd go in and try and rope him in to do painting and what have you. And then uh, I think I did that for a couple of properties and then got to a stage where I just, I didn't have this stamina for it. And I realised that actually that wasn't my skill, that wasn't what I was good at. That's really good. Yeah. So I made a vow that I wouldn't paint a property again and I haven't. Great. So, so that sort of freed me up from the responsibility of doing the physical work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't really like managing the properties either, because it's ha- it's sort of handy people jobs, and that's also not my skill set. So mm-hmm. I've outsourced that. So we've got a handyman who came through recommendation from the estate agent, and we've used him now for six years. So Great. we've got a good relationship with him and trust him and. The tenants practically ring him direct if they've got wow, a Wow, that's a dream for a property yeah, investor. Yeah, exactly. And all our properties are in a similar location. So, 
Um, so that's worked in our favour. And then finding, you know, like working with people, because property, people think it's about the bricks, it's not, it's about the people. And if you can build good relationships, even if you can't, even if you, you're not brilliant at relationships, as long as you're respectful and civil mm. to people, then you tend to be able to do business with them. But um, I'm very informal in my business, and so I get to know people quite well and get to like them and trust them, and, and they tend to give me properties that they get on which are either hard to sell or they've got short leases, or they've got a difficult vendor, because they know I've got the staying power to see it through. Yeah, that's really And good. that I can work out what's tricky about the property and what needs to be resolved. So I tend to get the properties that are a bit complex mm -hmm. to buy. And um, they might take a bit longer, they might cost more money for the purchase, or they might take a bit more um, patience. But they're worth it because those are often the properties that have got the most value to add. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's just about, it's not just, there's no just in business really. It's not easy. Mm. You know, I do wake up some mornings and wish for some structure or wish that I didn't have to do this anymore. Oh, or wish that I could just go and be told what to do by some nice boss somewhere and have a latte at 11 and then lunch at 1 with a couple of people yeah. around the block. But when you're in business for yourself, you do really have to do everything, uh, everything. Yeah. And if you can't do it, then outsource it to somebody who can. Yeah. So I'm learning to be better at outsourcing and not be such a control freak. <laughs> that's my and I problem. think that is uh, everybody who starts their own business, because you do think you can take it all on, mm. you know. Mm. And I liked it when you said... Um, when you were talking earlier on about, you know, having some self-care for yourself mm. and then hiring and having a weekly cleaner mm. come in mm. just so that you've mm. got time for you because yeah. now the house is so beautiful, you would end up spending your days oh. just cleaning, yeah. you know. So yeah. I really, really like that bit because it's a really good yeah. thing that you give back to yourself. Yeah. I mean, this morning... There was all sorts of things going on and the cleaners were coming at nine. There was a guy to fit the fireplace at 12. Mm. The builders were here and I would like to go to my 9.30 yoga. And I thought, well, I'm not going to, you know, supervise the cleaners. It's their second week, so mm. they might have needed me. But I messaged them and said, you're going to be all right. They said, yeah, we're fine. And I thought, right, let go, leave them to it. Yeah. Told the builder that the fireplace guy was coming at midday. Great, let him in. I went off to yoga with my husband. Oh, that's lovely. And then we went to a flat that I've just bought, completed on, with the builder, trying to kind of negotiate a bit of a joint venture with the builder. That ended up taking most of the day. Mm. It's a bit stubborn. <laughs> but eventually we worked something out. Yeah. Had a ride on the electric tandem that's been left in the garage. Oh Nearly killed God. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's with going on eBay. <laughs> yeah. They but left it in the property. They left it in the property. Oh, wow. Someone left it in the garage. Yeah, so that's definitely not coming to SE23 no. anytime soon. But, <laughs> but that's how I like to spend my day. Yeah. I, I don't like to be in the house feeling bogged down. And I think sometimes there's a tendency, you know, as a, as a woman, as a, a wife and a mother and a a, a business owner and somebody that's got lots of interests is that you actually think 
but you're very, very capable. Doing and everything. we are capable, but we're not good to anybody or ourselves if we run ourselves into the ground, yeah. trying to do everything. Yeah. And I always remember somebody said to me once, you know, work out what your hourly rate is. Mm-hmm. And then anything below your hourly rate, you outsource. Mm-hmm. And I, I pay my cleaners £10 an hour and I don't I earn more than £10 an hour if yeah. I go and do a job. Whatever job it is, it will be te- less more than £10 an hour. So I don't do the cleaning, but that's quite hard. Yeah. That's yeah, quite a hard yeah. thing to let go of. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I do really like that equation. Mm. That's a really, really good equation. Yeah, when you're looking at value and how you value your time. Yeah. I'm not saying that yoga is more important, but... If that it's yoga good. enables me to fuel up and energise and exactly. feel good about my body and my mental well-being, and mm-hmm. if I stayed at home cleaning, yeah, I might get the exercise, but I'd feel like a, a drudge <laughs> afterwards, yeah. and I wouldn't be throwing on a dinner in 10 minutes. No, no. And I'd and rather do that. I'd rather thing. throw on the dinner in 10 minutes and know that I've fed yeah. everybody than yeah. know that I've cleaned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's my value exactly. And yeah. the other thing is, you was able to go to yoga with your husband. I know we had a lovely so, time. You know. I'm not going to laugh at him tomorrow because he tried to do the splits. So I'll be oh, I'll be laughing tomorrow when he's hurting. He's going to feel it so tomorrow. So then we'll have a good day tomorrow, and <laughs> yeah. it's all about just having a good day. Yeah, yeah. You and know? that's important, isn't it? Yeah, it's having it's time the key. for you. Time for yeah. the family, time for the kids, time yeah. for you and your husband. Yes, exactly. That's the key. Yeah. And you're passionate about property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what feeds your I soul. I this property's so. quite smelly though. I was <laughs> passionate when I walked in and I was like, oh my God, stinks. But in a few months' time, you'll have Slummy. something really lovely. Yes, exactly. Yeah, And exactly. I think the whole thing, yeah. you know, because I'm around property as well, I think the yes. whole transition from beginning to end, yeah. and when you see that final yeah, yeah. product... It is such yeah. a lovely feeling to yeah. know that you've been a part of that process. So I, I totally be, get it. I shall be, I shall be creating some Instagram stories around that yeah. party, around that. That would be really refurbishment good. because um, I was saying to the builder, let's try and maximise the value here by mm. not doing a bog standard refurb. Let's put some nice tiles in and mm. some chrome light switches and things, just to actually give it a little bit of chutzpah. And attract a different sort of tenant, get a better rent, and also get a better revaluation so we can refinance. And so, how do you normally find your tenants? Do you find them yourself or do you outsource that to an agent? That's outsourced to Jason. He's very okay. good at doing open rent online. Good. So, he finds the tenants, he'll go to, he'll arrange all the viewings, he'll go Fantastic. and meet them at the flat. I never meet them anymore, mm-hmm. I don't get involved um, necessarily. Um, and then he'll say, I've got this one or this one, what do you reckon? I'll say, well, whatever mm. your judgment is, use your instinct and we'll... We've not ever really gone wrong with our tenants. I've That's got really a problem good. with a tenant at the moment. It's not a problem. She's got a cash flow issue. Okay. She's a single mum. And she moved in when she was pregnant mm. and had a three-year-old or four-year-old. Mm. And then, anyway, long story cut short, she's not really paying her rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to support her yeah. and treat her well, but at the same time, she's got to sh- show some commitment. So yeah. we're working out a bit of a payment plan and oh, I'm giving really her sweet. some advice. Yeah. But she may well need to be rehoused mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. more affordable accommodation. But again, that's something that 
I would probably help her do. Yeah, yeah. Which is really nice because a lot of landlords out there are just not pleasant at all. Yeah. You know, the property isn't particularly nice. The service you don't really get. You know, so it's really good if you can take that whole approach to really helping the tenant live in your home in a certain way. Mm. So that's really good. So, um, I mean, property development and property investment is something that a lot of women have started to do more of Mm. in terms of securing an additional income. Mm. Um, And it's something that you can do flexibly around your family to whatever age. So if mm-hmm. you were speaking to somebody who said, actually, I love the idea of having that kind of lifestyle, what advice would you give to a mum starting out in business or starting out in the property business? Wow. What advice would I give? Yeah. I'd say look very, very closely at your skill set. Look at, look at your levels of motivation look at whether you're a self-starter, look at whether you're a good at admin, look at whether you're better with people, really assess your your genius zone. Mm. Really look at, I've worked out the hard way what I'm good at Mm. and uh, made tons of mistakes in terms of things I could have done better. And... um, it really running your own business will really force you to confront yourself in some quite disturbing ways and you will realize that you're not the person that you thought you were and you're certainly not the person you really want to be yeah yeah and it's a work in progress but you have to be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and your process um and some people are made for business some people are just they're just brilliant at it I wouldn't put myself in that category necessarily. I do it as a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I've always got my eye on something else, the shiny penny over there. (laughs) So that's what I've learned about myself is that I'm quite easily distracted. But I know also on the other side of that, I'm great at negotiating Mm. and I can make a deal out of nothing and I can see value where other people would just see shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I know that that's my skill set. That's really um, good. So, but I'm rubbish at admin, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, I'm terrible at banking. <laughs> Where the money comes and in, or the money goes out. Yeah. Yeah. So I could do that better. And cash flow, I should imagine, because yeah. cash flow is important. If you haven't got enough coming in, you can't pay out, can no. you? No. No, you can't. Sorry. And then you've got to negotiate with your builder, which is what I was doing with this mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. how to structure your refurb so that you don't have to pay it all up front so yes. that actually you can refinance and then he can wait for three months mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which involves some quite sort of tricky mm. negotiation creative maneuvering yeah yeah but yeah. i guess all those things you've learned along the way yeah so i guess for somebody starting in the property business i mean what kind of resources are out there mm. do you mentor people at the moment mm. people ask me for um mentoring mm-hmm. and i haven't done it in a formal way mm-hmm. um i can do it i'd be i'd be happy to formalize it i do everything else around property mm-hmm. so i would source property i would refer property mm-hmm. 
I would manage property. Well, Jason would manage the property. <laughs> um, and I would tenant fine for property. Mm-hmm. Mentoring is something that I'm about to start doing mm-hmm. because I know that in informal conversations, mm. I share a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and I think women do share a lot. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't recognise the value that you have um, and how you can monetize that value. So that's another kind of tip, I suppose. If you're thinking about going into business, look at the value mm. as well as the skills. Mm-hmm. Look at what you know and look at what you share when mm. you're in the informal conversation and see how you can maybe just make a little business out of that, mm. a passive business. Absolutely. It's a business for me, isn't about replacing a boss with, you know working from 7 till 7, 12 hours, and then still answering your phone at 10 in the no. evening. That's not a business. No. That's worse than a job, because you never let go. So you're not switching off either. You never switch no, off, no. 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 And you've got no one to blame but yourself. Exactly. So it's tough. And I think doing it, I mean, I know of many women that have actually started property as their side hustle, that then became their main gig. Yeah, same with me. So it's yeah. a, it's a nice kind of easy, gentle way yeah, in, and then is. eventually, if you build up your property yeah. portfolio, you can then just release the day job. Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, or if work part time, part time, depending on how Absolutely. you feel about your day job. Yeah, and I think also uh, just going back to that previous question, you know, think longer term about your lifestyle. So think sort of ten years if you've not got a pension or your pension's patchy because you've had kids or you haven't got a company pension or you haven't got enough national insurance contributions or you're divorcing your husband Mm. or, you know, or your husband's not really in work, you know, think about your financial health for 10 years and what you can put in place in order to get to where you want to be. For some people, they need to work on a figure because they have certain expenses they have to meet. But that short-term thinking can leave you without money in five years or eight years mm. or ten years. So think long-term about what you need to build in order to create security. Yeah. My things about financial security with property is about a pension. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, retiring mm-hmm. with enough money. Again, lots of older people haven't got haven't. enough to live on. And it's also about having freedom now to be with all of my kids at yes. all ages as opposed to um, waiting until I retire and then spending time with my grandchildren. That's not going to work. No, no. But I think you're absolutely right about looking to the future and looking and thinking about your financial health and stability. Because mm. um, mm. I know I've had a conversation with you around um, my own property and it just opened my eyes because I wasn't thinking along those lines mm. and eventually yeah I, I went and took your advice and you know it made total sense good. to me <laughs> oh good total good. sense to me so good. you know good. I think there's a lot of people that could be listening to this podcast and think actually I haven't given that much thought or yeah maybe I should look into that more yeah or whatever else so I think it's been really yeah. really useful you know I think maybe there's another podcast in it there is property investing for mums at home or whatever it is you know there could well easily be passive income streams i mean 
you know, I'm, I'm learning and I have been learning probably over the last 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. actually, I've been learning about wealth and property and investment mm-hmm. and um, assets and liabilities and how you structure your finances and the sorts of things that you put in place now, yeah. which actually give you freedom now yes. and later. Absolutely. Um, and that's what we want. Yeah. And that's what we want. We all want that. Yeah. We all want that. Yeah, we do. We all want freedom yeah. to live the lives that we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, the world is changing mm-hmm. and the jobs that we're doing now won't exist in 10 no. years or 15 years. And we have to prepare ourselves mm-hmm. for future challenges Absolutely. around um, age. I mean, one of the things I think women in business do as well, and I think I'm no exception, is we're always looking for that job that gives us the structure and the finances and the healthcare and the blah, blah, blah. And the flexibility. And the flexibility, yeah. And yesterday I was looking, somebody told me that Monzo were hiring. I thought, oh, I could be a researcher for Monzo because that's (laughs) my background. So I was looking at Monzo and I was thinking, oh, yeah. And then I looked at their data and I realised that only 1% of people at Monzo are in my age bracket because I'm an older mum. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm not going to fit in with a bunch of male 28-year-old techies, am yeah. I? And so a lot of the jobs that I would like to do are probably are not hireable for because of my uh, background, work history, age... Mm-hmm you know so all I've left to say now is it's been a really great opportunity to speak to you and to find out what's happening for you for 2019 2019 is going to be a big year and it's uh, there are lots of plans there are personal plans family plans professional plans I'm recommitting sometimes you have to go through a recommitment ceremony with your business and evaluate it and see whether it's really working for you and I did say at the beginning of the year I always start my year uh, with the tax year and I said at the beginning of the year that I was going to recommit to my business and that's what I'm going to do but I'm also going to professionalize a lot of my business and outsource a lot of it so that I can focus on what I do best. Okay. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, an absolute pleasure. And I think at some point we'll probably do a podcast all about property investing for women. I would love that. Yeah. I would love it. I'll get you on for that I just want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about what we both know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. This is Tracy, and this has been the Mum's Flex Life, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.